When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Certainly, the Michigan Jim Harbaugh situation is an enormous one right now all across college football. Nobody better to talk about it than Paul Feinbaum, who joins us, brought to us by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. And, of course, you hear him 3P to 7P Eastern on many ESPN Radio affiliates, SEC Network, Sirius XM Channel 81, and he joins us now. Paul, I want to bring you into a conversation we have had all show about sports betrayal. The manager of the Brewers goes to the Cubs. Everybody's saying it's betrayal now. The best example of college sports betrayal that you have ever seen is what? Woo. Um, I think it was. It, it's. It, I think it when it, it involves a coach leaving one school within a league to go to another. Uh, I saw. I've seen that a number of times. Uh, I think it, more recently, interestingly enough, LSU fans hold it against Nick Saban, even though he had already left. LSU to go to the Dolphins when he went from the Dolphins to Alabama. And Nick Saban repaid LSU fans by beating them 10 out of the next 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we got to ask you about what's going on with Michigan. A lot of twists and turns with this story. It feels like, uh, based on the reports, that the Big Ten is putting Michigan on notice that they could potentially face disciplinary action from the conference before the conclusion of the NCAA investigation. What's the likelihood that that ends up happening for Harbs in the Michigan Wolverine program? I think right now it looks pretty likely that Harbaugh is going to be suspended. Now, it's a, it's a dangerous game to try to figure out a, a commissioner who is being pulled and twisted and turned a million different ways. But remember something about the Big Ten commissioner. What is his objective here? He's trying to satisfy the 13 other schools who are barking at the gates like barbarians wanting something to be done. But he's also trying to preserve the Big Ten as it, it's about to enter the biggest year in its history, adding four, four schools from the West Coast. And Michigan right now is possibly the best hope for the Big Ten to win a national championship. So you don't want to kill the goose uh, that laid the golden egg uh, back from nursery rhyme days. So by suspending Harbaugh, now he would be able to say, listen, I did, I did all I could, and now we'll let the NCAA handle it. And can Michigan win uh, at Penn State this week or Maryland the next week or maybe even Ohio State the following week without Jim Harbaugh? They, they most likely can. Uh, they're, they're an excellent team. But so I, I think it gives the Big Ten commissioner cover, cover. Now, it also puts him in a really weird spot if it turns out that these, these allegations are so egregious that far more serious uh, reprimands were, were, were needed. So, but, it, but right now, he just has to do something because everybody else is knocking on the door. Paul, if Michigan had a losing record, would the same intensity be there in terms of this investigation? No, uh, he would have already been suspended. Uh, and I say that based on the, the, the available information that we all have. And we're, we're grasping at straws on one hand, but 
I'm leaning heavily on, on, the, on the competition. And I know people will say, well, yeah, sure, everybody wants to stop uh, the best team in the league. But I've never seen this before. I've never seen uh, everyone but the school involved uh, clamoring at the gates. And, and, and that is telling us something very interesting here. Most people are saying, well, everybody steals signs. Well, that is true. Everyone does steal signs within the nefarious world that we live in, where you can you, you can try to gauge and, 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 and gander whatever you can. But what Michigan has done, according to all these reports and according to other coaches, is that they've sent this guy out, or he has gone out on their behalf, uh, weeks in advance, uh, standing on sidelines, doing things that no, that in my, from my knowledge of covering the game for more than 40 years, nobody has ever done before. So I think this is a completely different level. That's why it's getting so much attention. And, and quite frankly, uh, college football has rarely, if ever, been down this road. Uh, I can't think of a, a similar case. You asked me a what-if question earlier. The only point of reference I have for this would be 2010, Cam Newton was the quarterback at Auburn, and a big story broke late in the season that he had received uh, more than $200,000 to go to Auburn. The NCAA jumped in, uh, the commissioner jumped in, and, the, and you know what they did? Uh, they suspended him, not for a game, not for the season. They suspended him for one practice. They held him out, uh, and then they declared him eligible again. And Auburn won the national championship. Paul, Jim Harbaugh is saying that he knew nothing about this, and as the NCAA, the Big Ten, does their due process with this investigation, what do you think's worse? If we come to the conclusion that Jim Harbaugh did know about this sign-stealing scandal, or if he didn't know? Well, it doesn't really. It's interesting. It's an interesting question, but in the parlance of the NCAA, it doesn't matter to them. Their rules state, and there's some pretty crazy rules in the NCAA, Michelle. But their rules state that if it happened on his watch, he is responsible. So he can't have it both ways. He can't act like I didn't know anything. If he says that, he's still guilty. Uh, if he did know, he's still guilty. So I, I think the problem for Jim Harbaugh is this program looks very, very guilty. And he has said nothing to dissuade anyone watching that he hasn't been involved. Uh, I, mean, I, I know one thing. If you accuse me of something that I didn't do, in spite of what my attorneys say, in, in spite of what my bosses say, I am going to bang the table and deny it. What can, what, what can you do? The NCAA is not going to put him in prison, uh, so to speak, if he bangs the table and says, I didn't do it. That, that's a total lie. It's a complete and total lie. And I'm going to sue everyone uh, who accuses me of it. I haven't heard that from Jim Harbaugh. I, I just hear typical Jim Harbaugh gibberish every time he stands in, behind a microphone. Paul, we're now turning eyes toward the second uh, week of the college football playoff rankings, and most notably for me is Florida State. I'm an ACC guy. Does an undefeated Florida State team, by virtue of the remaining strength of schedule and the lack of strength in the conference, have to worry about being on the outside looking into the college football playoff? Yes, they do. Uh, and part of the problem is that they, they, they're probably not going to have an opponent in the ACC game of a high caliber. Now, Louisville right now, I think, has one loss. I mean, that would still be a, a, a legitimately good game. But think about this. While, while Louisville could be playing uh, Florida State, you, you could have Alabama versus Georgia, uh, an undefeated team versus a one-loss team. You could have Texas with one loss playing somebody, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, more than likely. You could have, the, you know, Oregon and Washington playing, Michigan perhaps in, in Ohio State. So that, that game is going to get squeezed out, as it often has. 
And it's possible. I mean, I, I'm not I, I, the one thing Florida State has going for it is the win over LSU. But and, and you know where I'm going here. LSU now has three losses, mm -hmm. uh, and that has been that, that win has been devalued somewhat. The win over Clemson, uh, who cares? So, I mean, they've got some problems ahead. Talk with Paul Feinbaum, of course, here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. And Paul joins us, brought to us by Dr. Pepper, Lowen, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Paul, who should be number one tonight? I believe it should be Georgia. And, and I base that not only on what I see uh, from, from the eye test, but I think their schedule uh, really supports them very well. For all the talk about Georgia not playing a good schedule, they had the Oklahoma game pulled from their schedule. They were supposed to play in Norman and they ended up playing some cupcake you uh, as a result. <laughs> Georgia you know, beat a really good team Saturday in Missouri. They have another good team coming up this week, uh, and, and they'll go to, on the road against Tennessee next week. So I, I think Georgia is going to be very close to Ohio State. Uh, if, if, they don't, if, they're, if they aren't number one tonight, they'll certainly be next week after, if they beat Ole Miss. Paul, we had some questions about Alabama after they lost to Texas, and then they followed that up, only putting up 17 against USF. But in back-to-back -back weeks, they've beaten Tennessee and LSU, two ranked teams. Where are you at on Alabama? Where do you think they'll be ranked? I, th I think they'll, they'll probably stay about where they were because there's just no room between Alabama uh, and the top four. They're not going to be able to jump Texas because Texas beat them head-to-head -head, uh, at their place. Uh, I don't think they can go ahead of Oregon or Washington, so they're somewhat stuck. I mean, they they will move up. The one thing for Alabama, assuming Alabama wins out, and, and they should, they have Kentucky this week, they have Auburn in two weeks, they'll play Georgia, and if Georgia's undefeated and Alabama beats Georgia, then we have a real controversy on our hands, especially in that scenario I gave you a minute ago, if Texas ends up winning, it, it could literally come down between Texas and Alabama for that final spot. And does the committee value Alabama's, I'm, I'm in theory here, Alabama's win over Georgia, which, could, which will, be, will be number one then, or do they value Texas's win against Alabama on September 9th? Paul, after his win over Caleb Williams this past week in L.A. and already having a head-to-head -head win against Bo Nix from Morgan, is it Michael Penix's Heisman to lose? Absolutely. And he caught a tremendous break Saturday uh, when, when LSU lost. Because it, had Jaden Daniels stayed in that game, we all know he got knocked out in the fourth quarter. Uh, he's, in, he's in concussion protocol. Had, had Jaden Daniels led LSU to a win, I think he would be number one right now on that list because he, he's, he was having such an amazing season. But right now it's Penix. Bo Nix could still get it back. If they meet on that final weekend and – and Nick's outplays him, it could be that close. I mean, Heisman voters nowadays will wait to the last minute. Well, at least they should. I mean, there, there are some who will vote the second they get the ballot to make sure they get it in. Uh, but uh, I think Penix is in great shape. But it, all it takes is one bad week, uh, and, and you are in trouble. It, hap it happened to C.J. Stroud uh, the last couple of years. He was the favorite to win, I think, and Bryce Young did. It, it, can, it, can, it, it can happen, though, so uh, don't, don't get too hung up on where somebody is in early November. Paul, let's finish with this. Who is more likely to participate in their team's bowl game, Caleb Williams or Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> I, I, I don't think either one will, but I, 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 think, uh, I think Harbaugh is, is more likely because uh, there's no way Caleb Williams is playing in the bowl game. It won't be an important game. 
Uh, I'm, I'm quite frankly surprised he's still around, but I, I give him credit for hanging in there in spite of some of the worst advice I have ever heard for a college athlete. But it, remember, it is 2023. <laughs> Wait, I have to follow up on that. So, so as of this moment, things could change. Right now, you do not expect Jim Harbaugh to be part of Michigan during a bowl game, or an active member, I should say. I actually think he will be. I'm sorry. I said that inarticulately, which is I think I think if Harbaugh gets suspended, it will be now rather than later, uh, because the, the commissioner knows one thing. Harbaugh, he can suspend Harbaugh for the Penn State game and for the Maryland, Maryland game. And I think that's the most likely scenario. That means he gets to come back for the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I, let me say that again. I think Harbaugh is more likely to be playing in the postseason, be coaching in the postseason than Caleb Williams will be in the uh, USC bowl game. Interesting. Yeah, totally clear now. Do it now. Get him back later. You split the difference. He's there for Ohio State. He's just not there for that next two. Very interesting. Paul, great job as always. We'll listen and watch today, 3 p.m. Eastern. Of course, SEC Network, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM 81. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you, everybody. All right, there's Paul Feinbaum joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. Very interesting. So that is a really interesting scenario. That, yeah. let, let's let's pause on this. I want to revisit that as to the splitting of the difference here yeah. with Harbaugh <laughs> because it's you penalize him, but not for the big ones. We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Thanks to Paul Feinbaum who just joined us. If you missed any of it, you can go back on the ESPN app, listen to our podcast, download it, subscribe, enjoy it as you go, as you're working out, doing whatever you're doing all day. He said something very interesting about Michigan and Big Ten and NCAA. Could there potentially be a splitting of the difference in terms of penalty, right? So we think that Harbaugh, and CC has been adamant, rightfully so, about this, that we think that Harbaugh should get and Michigan should get the due process, investigation, finish the investigation, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't feel like we're trending in that direction because the Big Ten coaches now have been hot on Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner. Reminder, Petiti comes from a, a tremendously successful television background, CBS amongst other places. Could there be a split the difference, which is get Harbaugh available for the Ohio State game, and for, of course, college football playoff bowl mm -hmm. games, 
but still penalize him by suspending him the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, but I think Paul highlighted the risk you run if you take that tact, which is potentially giving Jim Harbaugh a slap on the wrist based on what the NCAA investigation finds. If, if Jim Harbaugh was complicit in this scheme that Connor Stallions executed, if Jim Harbaugh was directing Connor Stallions to dress up in Central Michigan garb and be on the sidelines trespassing during a Central Michigan-Michigan State game, then I'm pretty sure that a two-game suspension ain't going to cut it when it comes to the proper punishment for the infraction that, that Jim Harbaugh would be responsible for. So, again, I, I think it's a risk, um, but, but, but given the stakes, the Big Ten commissioner may not have any better options, and they may have to go down this road anyway. But they all know that Jim Harbaugh is good for business. So maybe yeah, they yeah. yeah, maybe they want to just give him a slap on the wrist because they know it benefits them to have him out there coaching and have his team be in this position. Make, so make, you're saying the other coaches in the other schools feel that way? No, I'm saying oh, okay. that the powers that be in the Big Ten or the NCAA sure. feel that way because yeah. he's good for television ratings. He's good for the bottom dollar. The, the coaches in the Big Ten want more than a slap on the wrist, but then it's kind of a double jeopardy situation. If you've already punished him and more information comes that are you going to retroactively punish him you can't again? Do it. Yeah, You're not you can't going do to. It. So this yeah. feels like a good solution for them because they know that Jim Harbaugh is beneficial for college football holistically. Now, the other Big Ten coaches might not like this, but I just look at it always. The NCAA is going to do what's best for them and what's best for them from a monetary standpoint. And having Jim Harbaugh be part of the college football playoff, Jim Harbaugh be on the sidelines for the Ohio State game, that is a better thing for them from a business standpoint. So using the Paul suggestion, if I'm Tony Petiti, my announcement to the masses would be as follows. We are going to suspend Jim Harbaugh for two games. We are going to suspend him pending any more information that we receive. We have asked him the questions. He has given us the answers. The Connor Stallion situation is what it is. We are aware that this happened. To our knowledge at this point, Jim Harbaugh had nothing to do with it other than allowing it to happen. If anything should change at any given point, the suspension is subject to change and increase. We are going to suspend him for the two games, and we're going to acknowledge right now we would like him back for the Ohio State game and beyond because we are going to acknowledge the obvious, which is games count the same but matter differently. And, yes, we are a business. We are a ne- we run a network. The Ohio State-Michigan game matters more, and we're going to be honest about that. They're never going to say I that. Said that. <laughs> of course they're never going to say that. I'm saying that's what should be said that's the honest truth we are going to slap him on the wrist until anything else comes out and if anything else comes out we're going to extend it or maybe have but if it's in the interest but if it's in the interest of doing the right thing then why not let the investigation run its run its course because they may not that's the part that doesn't make sense like if you're gonna if if it's about trying to hedge and leaving it open-ended where you could potentially give harbaugh more discipline be more punishment then why would you not wait until you get the full report from the NCAA in terms of their investigation? That's the part where well, you, announce that that you, know? you can't serve two masters. To me, it has to be, okay, we're going to give them this suspension, two games, and that's going to be it from us. And then if anything else comes out from the NCAA investigation, if there's going to be further discipline toward Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, the NCAA is going to have to do it because we're not going to do it. We've already given him a punishment. It's not going to be a double jeopardy situation. And I think that's where – the Big Ten schools and coaches could be penny-wise and pound-foolish in terms of wanting to get retribution for what Jim Harbaugh did in the immediate aftermath as opposed to waiting. Because who knows how bad this thing actually is. Like, Think about it. The NCAA is going to do their due diligence and investigate it. 
Now, they may not want to find stuff on Harbaugh, but they have to go where the evidence leads, especially if there are other schools that are tied to this and it jeopardizes the integrity of the game in the Big Ten. They may not have a choice. If you're one of those Big Ten coaches that wants to see Jim Harbaugh off the sideline, don't don't go for the quick lick. Just wait for the NCAA's investigation and see what happens because you know Harbaugh is going to be suspended multiple games no matter what the investigation finds. But if the Big Ten steps in and does something now, chances are it's going to be a lighter punishment, a lighter suspension than it would otherwise happen at the conclusion of the NCAA's investigation. And that's the part that seems a little bit short-sighted from the other coaches in the conference, from the other schools in the conference. There's no evidence suggesting this has to be done this way, but I have now made up in my mind that this has to be decided today. Because if you're going to think about the Paul suggestion of the two games, I don't think they're going to use the Ohio State game as the second game. Right? I think they're more. No, right. no way. The, so, the game or Thanksgiving weekend? Right. No, they Hell won't do that. no. So, they and won't do one game, if you're going to suspend them, it almost feels like it has to be zero, two, or till further notice, right? Yeah. So, today probably becomes the day where news could happen because I don't know how you can make the decision to suspend him on Wednesday for a Saturday game. Tuesday for a Saturday game feels a little bit more logical. So I have a weird feeling that we're going to know one way or another today. Now, that's not a report. That's just based on what Paul just said. I feel like we could have some news today on this. You're just connecting the dots. Well, I mean, do you guys believe that two is an option? I mean, if that was the case, why didn't, why didn't they suspend it before last week's game? Well, it could have been a nice three-game suspension. Right. Per, Purdue at Penn State and at Maryland. I'll tell you why. Cool, we're good. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Connor Salians hadn't resigned yet. That's yeah. probably why. They probably used that they to wait, their advantage. They waited for that Friday? Yeah. And so, they're not going to suspend so, him Friday so now, for a Saturday so now, game So now what Purdue. you're proposing is that the Big Ten commissioner, the powers that be in the conference, are saying, you know what? Follow this playbook. Let Connor Stallions resign. You'll coach the Purdue game. We'll take you off the field the next two, and we'll have you back for Ohio State. Well, So you're saying the Big Ten could potentially be complicit no. in, in, in organizing this thing for Jim Harbaugh to let it be a slap on the wrist? No, but it would be perceived that way. That's for sure. I, it definitely could perceived. not be. Well, I don't, know, I don't know what conversation is had. It just feels like Paul's suggestion. And, and I'm is, just saying, if yeah. that's what they were waiting on right. in terms of the Connor Stallions Right, as to why they didn't do it then, last then, week. Then it, would feel, then it would feel like, hey – we Here's the process. We can't tell you what to do, but this is the process to make it as light a punishment as it possibly could be. Can you imagine how mad Ohio State is going to be if Salty. this is the case? Salty. They have. <laughs> they all, can't say a word, though. But, but they can't I'm, say a word. I'm just saying. You know they can't say a word because this is why, Smalls, teams like didn't go after the Astros because what are they doing? Teams didn't go after the Pats because, like, what are they doing? you got to be careful on that stuff, No. But this is their biggest rival and a team that is directly ahead of them, stopping them potentially from having their ultimate success. You hate them. It is the biggest rivalry in college football. And you have photographic evidence, video evidence, all of this evidence piling up that they did something that crossed the line. And then you're going to give him a slap on the wrist and allow him to come back and be on the sidelines to coach against us? I would be upset if I was Ohio Okay, so let's do the math here. If we're doing the hypothetical. Right, let's do the math together. Do we think that Harbaugh – I know you don't agree with the fact that he's going to be suspended. But do you think that Harbaugh will be suspended in season? Yes. I don't know. Okay, so let's keep going I, here. I could see a scenario in which they, they drag it out until the end of the season because fair. they know it's better for business if he's there. Okay, So fair. it'll be in the postseason? S- something that may be enacted next season. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. so gotcha. then – all right, so it's either yes or 
next year. Yes. And there may not be a next year because he may be gone. Correct. Let's go to the yes. Do you think if they suspend him, they would suspend him for the college football playoff? No. Do you think they would suspend him for a Ohio <laughs> for an Ohio State game? No. Do you think they would have to then suspend him for more than one game? Yes. Yes. It's the, it's the scenario sus- that Paul laid out. That's and what does it, it have to be today then? Well, yeah, I think, I think it has to be in the next 24 hours. So we'll have this news most likely leading our show tomorrow. But here's the deal. If they don't suspend him in the next day or so, then they're not going to suspend him until next year. That's what I'm saying. And then he may never be suspended because he could be with a, an NFL team at that point. He's already shopping for houses in Lake Forest. And now, if this is the case, <laughs> if Smalls is right, that's in Illinois, by yeah, the way. Yeah, by the way, with, for the Bears. <laughs> uh, if this is right, then his attorneys and his agents are very much diving into Arizona State. Why? Because Antonio Pierce, the head coach of the Raiders, was there, and there are all kinds of NCAA violations there, allegedly, and he's an active NFL head coach. Mm, mystery continues. There's no mystery around Canty's power rankings. We will get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. But first, CC has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. With you, it is time now for CC's Power Rankings. All right, let's go. Number five. The Detroit Lions. I get it out of sight, out of mind, but the last time we saw them was in primetime on Monday Night Football, and they blasted. The Las Vegas Raiders, so much so that the Raiders had to fire their head coach a day later. So the the Detroit Lions are one of three teams that have a top 10 defense, top 10 offense. This is a team that week to week you can trust that what they're going to be in terms of their performance. Uh, a pass rush has continued to be an issue. We'll see if that plagues them when it comes to competing against top-tier talent. But if you look at the remainder of their schedule, one thing is obvious. This team is going to be hosting a home playoff game, and they're going to be poised to go on a deep playoff run. The Detroit Lions checking in at five on the Week 10 Power Rankings. Number four. The Kansas City Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's Pat Mahomes. What's understood ain't got to be said, but I'm going to say something that needs to be said. The defense for the Kansas City Chiefs is absolutely elite. Top five in yards and points. 
This is a defense that held the number one offense in the NFL to 14 points. And, oh, by the way, they scored on defense with a scoop and score. Trent McDuffie forcing a fumble on Tyreek Hill. This defense has playmakers all over the place, and a lot of those guys are young players on rookie contracts. They're only getting better as the season goes on. Still concerned about the deep speed for the Kansas City Chiefs, the receivers being able to create separation downfield. But the defense is going to give Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid enough runway to figure that out at some point in the season. And I trust that those two will be able to workshop this thing. When it matters most, that part of their game will be on point. The Kansas City Chiefs at four. Number three. The Jacksonville Jaguars, winners of five straight games. I love the upside of this team. They're young enough to not know what they're they're supposed to know, which is that they're not supposed to be this good this soon. Right? We saw them last year in the playoffs. It was a three-point game in the fourth quarter in the divisional round against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. They don't back down from nothing or nobody, and they finally have a competent head coach in Doug Peterson at the helm. This is another team that's only going to get better. they got plenty of skill position players for Trevor Lawrence. The offensive line is solid, and they've got some playmakers on defense that you got to pay attention to. Foyer, Aluakon, and David, Devin Lloyd, those dudes are all over the field for this team. Pass rush is a problem, and we'll see whether or not that pops up. But otherwise, this team is poised to go on a deep playoff run. Number two. The Baltimore Ravens. They have arguably the best defense in the National Football League. I think it's between them, the Chiefs, and the Cleveland Browns. I still give the nod to the guys in Cleveland, but Baltimore's right there. And they have been going back to Week 9 last year when they traded for Roquan Smith. This defense is absolutely legit. But this past weekend, the offense came to the party, too. The Ravens ran for 300 yards. Lamar Jackson threw for 200 yards. No interceptions. This team is trending in the right direction on the offensive side of the ball. And if they can marry the same compete level that the defense has, then there's no reason to think that the Ravens can't be the primary challengers to the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to AFC supremacy once we get into the postseason. Number one. The Philadelphia Eagles. They were 8-1 and one through nine games last season. They're 8-1 and one through nine games this season. I can make the argument that Philadelphia has not played a complete game all three phases, and yet they have the best record in football. That is scary. What's also scary is how bad their secondary is. We'll see whether or not Kevin Byard getting acclimated to the back end of that defense can change all of that. Right now, that's the one place that this Eagles team can be got. But even with that being said, they still clamp down – on the Dallas Cowboys offense when they needed to. Cowboys had first and five from the six-yard line with 30 seconds to go and couldn't get into the end zone because of that Eagles pass rush being able to close the show. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team, the most complete team in the National Football League. Smalls, you're my accountability partner. Any objections, any omissions? So this is the exact same group, exact exact same order as last week. So I, Correct. I always look at the teams on the fringe that might have a little bit of a beef with your power rankings. Seattle, Miami, and Dallas, they've got nothing to say this week after no. coming off losses, all three no. of them. But the Cincinnati Bengals might. The Cincinnati yeah. Bengals are on quite the roll, CC. Yeah. They might be a little upset they're not in the top five. So who are we taking out? We're taking out the Lions? Maybe. We're taking out the Lions because we didn't see them last week? Okay. Maybe. Okay, I can see that argument. Taking out of the Detroit Lions. Ev, how do we feel about that? Yeah, the only other team that I look at, and I have no right to put them in there right now unless they win this week against Jacksonville is San Francisco because I still think San Francisco, when healthy, is great, but I don't know how I could even justify putting them in after all these losses in a row and all these injuries. Like, yeah, they sure. Don't, they don't deserve to be in there. I guess what I'm saying is I could see – 
two to three weeks them being a staple after sure. that. Like, yeah. them never leaving the power rankings. By the way, I wanted to point out one so thing. So, w- yeah. would you take out, well, to Small's points, though, would you take out Detroit for the Cincinnati Bengals? No, but if you said to me one game to win, who would I rather have? I'd rather have Cincinnati. Me too. No, I would too. See, because what you've done, so I'm just following your lead on this. You have not done the hypothetical Super Bowl. That's how we're going to rank them. You've done it based on track record to date. Resume. Right, resume to date. Not historical resume and not just this season, what we've seen over the first nine weeks or whatever it is. Sure. So based on that logic, I'm good with Detroit. But if you told me these two were matching up in Vegas in February, I'm going to pick Joe Burrow. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I want to update one thing. We talk about sports betrayal today, right? Well, it's gone to another level, and it's not good here. So uh, Craig Council leaves the, the Milwaukee Brewers. He gets an eight, a, four, a five-year, uh, $40 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. State of Wisconsin, Milwaukee feels betrayed. This is a hometown guy. He's from here. He played here. His dad worked here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How does he leave us? There's a park in Milwaukee that I, I did not realize. It's Craig Council Park. Big sign. Vandalized overnight. Wow. They've now covered up the sign. I don't know what was said on it. I, I, all I see is the cover on it. But it was vandalized overnight, That they are, which is nasty. I mean, give me a freaking break. You can disagree with them. You could call into ESPN Milwaukee or ESPN Madison and complain. But vandalizing it is like, it's another level of ridiculousness. Oh, I don't agree with it. But isn't this what sports fans do when their feelings are hurt? They burn jerseys. They want to have some physical representation of how they feel. Now, should they deface property? Absolutely not, especially on a park. But this is, I'm, I'm not surprised by this. Well, because that's fair. Yeah. They, they feel as if one of their own left them. So well, you would have rather them chop the side now. <laughs> let's get rid of the side. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> they also don't have I'm, Let, I'm going to Let's assume, get a petition and, uh, and get, get the sign taken get, down. Let's get the sign out of there. That's not going to give them the immediacy that they want. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to assume they don't have a Craig Council jersey, right, to burn. Maybe. If it was no. a player, they'd do the jersey burn thing like you're saying, but they don't have that jersey. Now, why they need to do that to the park is kind of ridiculous, obviously. 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number to join the show on the sports betrayal, uh, the one that you've felt the most or you think is the biggest one. Smalls has brought up her St. Louis Rams leaving and go back to L.A. CeCe's brought up, not directly with him, but the biggest one is the Cleveland Browns uh, in, the, in the middle of the night going to Baltimore. Yeah, that was shady. And I have, so shady. Shady. I have so reliving shady. in my head when I was afternoon drive ESPN West Palm, our great station in, in South Florida that we are on every single morning. Nick Saban says, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach, not going to be the Alabama coach. Goes to Alabama, and I did an eight-hour show that day because it just it, it was the, it was ridiculous. Eight hours? You couldn't get off the air. It was the most. They were so mad. Seething. Seething. Exactly. Because they. Here's the thing. He wasn't good for them, but they knew he was going to be good. Oh no doubt. But he lied. No doubt. <laughs> he. Okay. How do? You, that's an interesting psychological thing. Did he lie? I mean, he said, "I'm not going to be the Alabama coach." He could have said it better, and he became the Alabama coach. But he got. He must have got new information that. Deemed it okay to be the Alabama head coach. Yeah. But if you say, I'm not going to do something, and then you immediately do the thing that you said you weren't going to do, is yeah. that not a lie? It lies, is. Lies, 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 It is, lies. no question. But that's the thing. Like, if you listen to a lot of Harbaugh's answers, I don't know that Harbaugh has said, this never happened, I had never had anything to do with no, it. No, no, never heard that from him. He's right. a flex. Never right, heard right. that. So I think that people would have continued to follow up. I'm sure I don't remember the specifics, but I'm sure people asked Art Modell the same kind of thing, and I don't know what he said. He lied or whatever it may Isn't be. Isn't a sports lie so much easier than having to answer the question over and over and over again every single day? I got to tell you, as somebody that has been on the on the bad end of a really – 
bad sports betrayal. I would have liked it better if Stan Kroenke just said, listen, I'm from Missouri. I should keep the team here, but I'm going to make way more money if I go to L.A. Are the fans better? No. Do, will they care as much as you? No. But my valuation of this team is going to skyrocket, and that's all I care about. I would have appreciated that more. You didn't know that when he had nine figures in real estate right across the street from the Great Western But saying those words, But don't make us do does. this dog and pony show and beg to keep our team and get the stadium and get the corporate funding and do all of this when you know that that's not the outcome. Just come out and say, listen, I'm greedy. I only care about where I am on the scoreboard of the Forbes Power Rankings. Winning a Super Bowl doesn't matter to me unless it makes me more money. So St. Louis, love you, but I'm sorry. You're just collateral damage in my quest to get more money. I would be like, you know what? Fine. But but can I just say one thing, and I know this is not going to make it feel better for you. It's not just a Stan Kroenke decision. No, it's not. This was an NFL decision. Oh, I'm aware. This, Jerry this, Jones, this was Roger, Roger Goodell, Goodell, everybody. Eric Listen, Grubman, we want to put a franchise in Southern California. We want a sports franchise in L.A. Matter of fact, we want two. We're going to get the Chargers to leave San Diego. We want to have two of them play in L.A., this is what we want. We're going to build a new stadium. And good on Stan Kroenke for not asking us for, to raise money in order to do it. You're going to buy the land. You're going to build the stadium yourself. God bless you. But this is what we want. You know, ever it, since. It, it feels terrible way, for the people in St. Louis. If it's I, awful. If I was any other city in America, I would look at that as the blueprint, by the way, and say, we're not giving you any public money. This guy built it all on his own, $5 billion out of his own pocket. You go ahead and do the same thing. They mean, uh-huh. no, But those teams mean so much to those local economies, though. I'm they, aware. They, they mean so but, much. They but mean I, so I, much. I, I think but if they've got the thing, money, though. why, are, why is the public on the hook for the money? But, so because, they because, do because, That's but, all I'm saying. Because you want what the, what the money brings you, which is more money more revenue more jobs but you're bringing up real life stuff which is obviously in the case here ever since getting to know cc the, the usage of the word sports in front of things is, is twisted my mind a little bit sports character sports lie mm-hmm. what you're saying is you wouldn't get outraged about saban because that's a sports lie that's not a yeah. real life lie yeah i don't think that's an indictment on nick saban's character right no. I, but that's the way it was taken that's the way it's taken today with craig council yeah it's an indictment on him and you're saying no no this is a sports decision or a Man, sports let, lie let me, however let me, you want to look at if 99% of people are, are given the proposition that Craig Council got, you're, you're talking about moving to Chicago, making X amount of million dollars over what you were making last year. It, come on, man. You're going to make that decision. You're going to go. You're going to leave. If the Brewers had $35 million over five years on the table and the Cubs have $40 million, you're going to take the $40 million. Well, he That's did. what you're going to do. He did. Don't lie, up, don't lie to yourselves. The Come most on, unsportsmanlike moment of the day. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. It is time for our unsportsmanlike moments of the day here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right. We have at least three nominees. We do something every day at this time before we hand it off to Greeny. Something funny, something quirky, something weird in and around sports that we like to laugh about before the handoff to Greeny. All right, we got to go with this. We're going to start with the Manny cast last night. The donkey. I mean, oh, Arnold, Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger has a donkey on the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli. Feeding a donkey while on the air. We don't know what he's feeding the donkey but feeding the donkey on the air. I also love that the donkey's giving a little back shoulder look at the camera. Like, are you getting this? Is this my good angle? <laughs> Slay. The donkey giving you the look back at <laughs> it? See it? See it? <laughs> the donkey is doing the look back. That's a good, good observation. Wow. Make sure wow. you get my angles, cameraman. I mean, well fe- feeding a donkey on the manning cast while the donkey is in your house is acting a donkey. The definition of it. It's also the definition of unsportsmanlike. That it's, is it, literally it, why the, this the exists. Strength, the strength. Like, I have so many questions about all right now that I didn't have before I saw that moment last night on the Manning cast. What the hell are you doing with a donkey in your living room or in your office? Why the hell is a donkey in the house? We know the donkey is not house trained. There's no way it could be. It's a wild animal. And you just want to have... Number two. Exactly. (laughs) A random ass donkey in your house. Come on, what are we talking about? Another Literally. part of this that we haven't really drilled down on is just the pure glee on Arnold's face there. He's holding the neck, kind of the undermouth neck portion of the donkey to get it closer to him. Look at him smiling. Wow. This is unbridled joy. He is loving every second of this donkey on the Manning cast. I feel, like, I feel like Arnold is too close to the donkey right now. <laughs> Do you think they I named like, it the Donkinator? The, the Donkinator. Don- the Donkinator. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think, I feel like he's too close to the donkey right now. Here's the question. I'm, 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 Do we I'm think uncomfortable that Peyton and Eli with the nature of the relationship that Arnold has with the donkey right now. Do we now? think Peyton and Eli knew about it beforehand? No, look no. at their reaction. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I don't it's think amazing. they knew. Those it's amazing. Guys, those guys, having been prepped, would have had some donkey jokes. They would yeah. have been ready to go. They both look bewildered by yeah. this. He should have had the donkey in the quarter zip. Can I ask you, can I ask you guys a serious question? Yeah. Can you take anything seriously that Arnold Schwarzenegger says in that interview because he's feeding a donkey while he's talking. No. You, you cannot I, take him You know seriously. what I think back to? The day that James Harden was traded <laughs> was Halloween, 
and we were asking Woj questions <laughs> while in costumes. And and you watch back that video, and it's like, Woj, please tell us the inner workings of what happened here. Harden, by the way, had his debut last night in a loss for the Clippers, scored 17 points. So that's somehow I go to us yeah. as donkeys. Prince, All right. Prince asking yeah. Woj about, yeah. about the details about the, of the, the salary cap machinations of the Philadelphia 76ers while wearing a Prince costume. And holding a guitar. <laughs> yeah. With 80s guy and no 101 Dalmatian or whatever the heck you were. Corella DeVille. I still don't Get understand. Get with it. Yeah. You work for Disney now. Let's go. I know. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Um, so let's stay Love in the Love that N- movie Cruella. Let's oh, stay in the oh, NFL. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, did something that I know CC has been suggesting he should do for a long time, which is get rid of what you see on ESPNU. That's the mustache. Yeah. And he shaved it. The mustache has been shaved. He really does look I, like a different person. I don't like it. I don't think it's the mustache. I think you're seeing him without a hat and that forehead. I'm telling you, that forehead is hard to overcome. Like we, we talk, we joke about Peyton Manning's forehead. Uh, listen, we joke about Peyton Manning's forehead. Peyton Manning looks normal compared to what Arthur Smith looks like without a hat. When you see that forehead, no, yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, it's it's awkward. Like that looks bad. Like that's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's bad. It's 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 Mark Davis kind of awkward the way he looks without. A hat on, like he needs to have a hat on at all times. The mustache, I could see how you guys would say he looks more normal with the mustache, but I think if he had the hat on, he wouldn't look as strange. He looks like a guy that has spent the last three years coaching in the NFL. You know how you see like the before and afters when a president goes into office and when they yeah. come out of office and yeah. how much they've aged. They look a little weathered. Yeah, weathered is a good word for it. All right, last one. So. You know, NBA players, a lot of times, NFL players, everybody does the jersey swap now post game, where it's like, okay, Chris Canty has his jersey and gives it to Michelle Smallman, and Michelle Smallman gives her uh, him her jersey, et cetera. Well, what's interesting, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns saw two of his former teammates do the jersey swap last night uh, with Cam Payne and Mikael Bridges, right? You notice anything weird about that? Campaign is holding his own jersey, and Mikael Bridges is holding his own jersey. They didn't actually swap. <laughs> they took their shirts off. They're holding their own jerseys. And Devin Booker just starts clowning on his former teammates saying, I don't think it works that way. They never actually exchanged the jerseys. So what's the point of it then? I, no, I don't I, know. I think this photo was probably taken in the act, right? They were getting ready to exchange the jerseys. Hey, stop and take a photo before you actually do the swap. It's just it, whoever was behind the lens didn't do a good job. Of art directing the shot. Yeah, it's like, hey, you guys actually have to hand your jersey to the other person. Correct. You need to swap. In order we'll to take make this picture make sense. Correct. Because if, it doesn't right now. If I put you back in the league right now, CC, is there a player that you would say, I want to do the jersey swap with that guy? I'd want his jersey in my in my home one day. No. Not one? You no, would never do no, it? No, no. I just got through playing against you, competing for three hours. I don't want to then, hey, man, can I get your jersey? Can you sign it? No, I'm good. If I if I need your jersey that bad, we can talk about it in the offseason. And if I don't have a number to get in touch with you, then I probably don't need to have your jersey hanging up in my house in perpetuity. That's how wow. I look at it. Wow. But I, I, listen, I understand it's a different generation of athlete. Guys, Kids these days. Guys yeah. look at it differently. I'm not going to be the old man that's saying get off my lawn because I do think there's a cool factor to having all of the different jerseys totally. of guys that you've played cool. against. It's just that I didn't have the kind of demeanor where it would have been cool to do that in the heat of battle, like, right after the game. I, like, I need time to cool off and to stop hating you. Yeah, I like that mentality. Yeah. Evan, you've been a broadcaster a long time. Who are you, who are you swapping microphones with, if you can? Swapping microphones <laughs> with? Wow. Hey, phrasing! What? what? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I thought about Kansas that. Did you? Uh, yeah. Get your mind out of the yeah. gutter. I was hoping you were going to ask me Jersey swap, and I could just yeah. talk about it. I'd swap uh, anything uh, with Tom Brady. Whoa, okay. I said well, what I said. You, is, hey, phrase it. HR in the office this I, time of day? I, I think we're running out okay. of time. I said exactly go. what I said. Okay. Greeny, we'll swap microphones with him. Oh. Coming up next, we're no. on to Wednesday. No. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.